Hey guys, have you heard about Anchor? It's the best place to start your podcast journey from. So, in case you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain and give give you give you guys more information about Anchor. It's free. There's a there's creation tools that allow you to record and and edit your podcast right from your phone or or computer. Anchor will d- distribute the podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more such prominent platforms. We can we as podcasters can also make money from our podcast with minimum uh, listenership. You don't need to build a huge listener base to make money out of a podcast. And simply put, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in just one place or in one platform and most importantly i would urge everyone listening to cricket unplug to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm that is anchor a n c h o r .fm to get started on your podcasting journey thank you probably india's most illustrious and celebrated captain of all time msd or mahendra singh dhoni uh, retired from all forms of cricket and uh, has left uh, an outstanding legacy behind him he was a uh, uh, only captain only indian captain to win three icc titles under his cap captaincy that is the icc world t20 in 2007 the icc champions trophy in 2013 and the coveted icc world cup in 2011 in home conditions in mumbai nobody can uh, nobody who's followed the game in the last uh, couple of decades can forget the visuals of the 2007 world t20 final as shrisan caught ms bahulak or when dhoni finished finished of the game against sri lanka at the iconic vankhede stadium and and uh, in the rain curtailed 2013 icc champions trophy final as dhoni's strategic acumen made sure india won that uh, with some amazing bowling uh, changes and field 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 placements but more than the the fact that he has won so many titles and he was able to put indian test cricket also yeah up in uh, in the map as in his captaincy india uh, became the number one in world rankings for a period of 18 months it is the very fact that he is humble calm and cool and uh, presented himself in very affable and likable manner right through his playing days starting from his uh, time when he was a young 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 hard hitting batsman with long hair 
coming in to uh, demolish batting attacks and then he carried that ability to demolish attacks and uh, uh, plan an innings pretty well right through his career he has seen his fair share of dips and lows and has got a lot of uh, admiration and love through him his stint with csk which will continue even post his retirement from international cricket but the fact is people including me who have not been that much of an admirer of his captaincy uh, especially in test match cricket you cannot take away the 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 glory and the, the success he has brought to indian cricket and more so the beautiful way in which he has allowed ravi shastri and the virat kohli to transition into this current team and where they are now and for a classic example of that would be when india plays under virat kohli and dhoni is around most of the time dhoni takes care of the field placements and handles strategy so that's kind of respect and love which virat kohli has for ms dhoni's strategic acumen and last but not least he is probably india's best wicketkeeper batsman in uh, in their history because i have i have personally not seen a uh, indian wicketkeeper who is that good behind the sticks and is that fleet when it comes to some some big is so lightning fast so i have seen many other keepers around the world who could be much better uh, uh, wicket keeper and and batsman as a package overall uh, who could probably rate higher than uh, 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 msd but from india definitely he, he would be the best in that uh, regard so it's it it does feel bit strange but it was a, it was on expected lines because we know that he is not young he is 39 years of age so he is not going to come back to this indian team into the and walk in to a, a one day or odi or a one day or a t20 team now and knowing dhoni and his approach to groom and uh, build young talent he would have sensed that his time is up so he decided to hang his boots in his typical unassuming fashion just by sending out a small message on on uh, uh, instagram so that's how he is and i think we at cricket unplug would uh, thank him for all the memories he has brought to in, to indian cricket and to world cricket as well and on the personal front as well i did enjoy what you brought to the crease my through your keeping and your batting as well certainly i'm i would still maintain i'm not a big fan of your captaincy as a test match skipper but i think everyone has is entitled to his or her opinion and that's my opinion and uh, hope you have a good innings post your uh, uh, retirement and uh, and for the listeners who are tuned in to our previous 
episode in the in the previous segment i would say of our independence day special this particular segment would focus on india's most memorable wins in the blues in the odis and t20s uh which which i would say coincidentally features msd the leader more than msd the batsman in this so hopefully the, hopefully this episode would be a good tribute to what msd has done for indian indian cricket in blues as he has transformed them from uh, a strong team to world world beaters uh, something which virat kohli is smoothly transitioning into now thank you uh, i would just want to uh, mention one more uh, famous series it it was probably i would say uh, the most uh, i think i think um, maybe the 2013 uh champions trophy uh, would come close and the 2017 2017 champions trophy of course uh, in 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 the final we lost but uh, we just were running rampant throughout the series in 2013 we won everything with the the champions trophy and uh, i would still consider this series a notch higher this was the world series cricket which happened in 1985 and uh, just a couple of years after india won the world cup and definitely there were little bit of questions whether it was a fluke whether that victory happened and then uh, the indian cricket board had uh, let's say differences of opinions and a lot of confused thoughts and that i think led to a couple days even uh, being taken out as the captain but he was of course probably one of the uh, sunil gavaskar and uh, it it was probably the very first series which was played in the format of a uh, champions trophy where uh, uh, all the teams get yeah, to play yeah. against uh, each other team in their pool and then there was a semi final and the final and uh, india played uh, matches against pakistan uh, england and uh, australia in the group stages and they won everything with these they defeated pakistan in the first match by 6 wickets with enough overs to spare defeated australia by 8 wickets and defeated england by 86 runs and in the semi final again they just uh, won easily against new zealand again uh, with 7 wickets in hand and in the final they absolutely thrashed pakistan which is like an icing on the cake and we are talking about a pakistan team with udazar nazar you know javed mianda dimran khan uh, all these players i mean it was a pretty good batting lineup and a bowling lineup which pakistan had but just india just ran through it commendable performance was uh, given by uh, probably i think uh, because you mentioned sehwag uh, i think uh, we'll have to mention the first uh, master blaster opening batsman which india ever had and that is uh, krishnamachari shrikant let's say our own krishnamachari shrikant record chika uh, chika <laughs> and uh, he scored uh, a brilliant 93 of just about uh, 100 and something balls against uh, australia uh, and uh, that that was a brilliant innings which really put them off the track and the, and the final he 
he scored a, a rapid uh, 67 with two huge sixes in melbourne so you can imagine uh, the kind of aggression that he showed and uh, he pretty much uh, ended up as the uh, man of the match also ravi shastri had an all round performance uh, in the series he was the player of the series and uh, india as the results suggested uh, throughout the tournament they won it hands down you know and it was almost like a statement to the rest of the world that yes we are here to stay we just did not win the 1983 world cup by uh, that was not a flash in the pan uh, right. it, it was yeah. a solid performance they could have even backed it up with the 87 world cup victory but uh, very very unfortunately they lost out in the uh, semi finals but that the, the period from 83 to 87 88 i would say was uh, a, a golden period or a purple patch as they call it for the indian team in the limited overs mm. format of the game so i think yeah with the, the test matches uh, we have covered and i think uh, this 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 yeah. victory in australia was another memorable victory yeah yeah so i say i would like to bring in my perspective about my most uh, memorable wins the odi format from from, uh-huh. from india in my uh-huh. opinions so so i think uh, in clearly it's it's a kind of a tie if you have to give if i have to say so between two series but both the series had one thing in common and that is sachin sachin ramesh tendulkar's godly batting so <laughs> that is one thing which comes a common link between india's win in the famous sandstorm series in sharja the coca cola cup where they had to that was uh, i don't think any person who has followed indian cricket in the last 30 years would not have this game in the top 5 or top 10 matches of all time so that, that is series, probably the most goosebumps moments any indian cricket fan will get undoubtedly undoubtedly i would say because look at the bowling attack of osher atem castro brings then he had shane warn so he had some he had a osselin team which was very much world world dominating that time damon fleming i remember so big names and you look at the situation india where india had to win not only win a game qualify for the final you had to win it in i remember 43 or 44 overs because of the so that scenario and to have, have a sandstorm in the play among other things and despite that the way sachin went about it that clearly is uh, one of the one of the many reasons why we call him god god of cricket because that was truly Uh, innings which was godly like i don't know uh, something else, else else controlling him because it was extremely yeah. humid he himself has mentioned in many interviews how physically drained he was but still he was focused and and, and intent that intention was there to win the game despite his body has had already given up i would five hours before 
Van uh, completed his knock. So he has told this in many cases where we have to admire the true brilliance. Okay? Look at the opposition, look at the conditions in Shaza and look at the team, that team for India was Sachin or pretty much no one else. So he was carrying the burden of the nation. I, literally, in those yeah. times. I was probably Kankuli was making his uh, foray into the team, the team. So he was not, not the force he was to be later on. So you had only Sachin. All the hopes of a billion plus people rested on this, this block and he was amazing. And then from a more personal thing, which I consider a big, very big or landmark in India's transformation as a ODI team in the past couple of decades is India's iconic win in the CB, CB series in uh, two, two, 2008. So there's always a thing which I look out for on a personal basis when I see an Asian or any team coming to Australia, especially till 2011-12, you can say, when he had Ricky Ponting captaining Australia. So they were literally unstoppable at home, even away. But despite Australia losing some of their, and probably world cricket losing out some of the biggest names like Glenn McGrath, Shane Warne, that team in 2008 of Australia was a team which was pretty tough to beat. And the way Sachin went about things. And uh, yes, you can say that it was not, not only a Sachin show. It was a team effort where the ballers also did their job and curtailed uh, uh, Australia to targets which were achievable. Like I remember oh. first game India had to get 238 to win. So you can say Australia were subdued by the bowling of R.P. Singh, Irfan Patan, Shrishan, Praveen Kumar, so Bhaji. So he had all those ballers in that time who were able to pull in or rein in Hilkris, Hayden, Ponting, Michael Rassi, Michael Clark, Andrew Simons. So you can see the quality of the team you are, you are up against. So that full credit to the bowling unit, but the way Sachin maneuvered his innings, I would say is the right word, not the way he went about also, because you had an extremely young team. So it was actually a very controversial squad selection. If you if you clearly remember, when India went to Australia at time, they hardly had any seniors in the side, apart from Sevag. Sevag and Sachin were the only seniors, because it was the after effect of India's brutal uh, omission from the World Cup in the first round in 2007. So, India uh, administration wanted to revamp the side. So, you had some pretty unknown names like Robin Uthappa, Roy Sharma, all those who are... Roy Sharma, of course, now is scoring hundreds at will. But uh, at that time, he was a newbie. So, you had such people and you had Mahindra Singh Dhoni's finest... Uh, games as captain, in my opinion, I would say I would rate this almost as much as the India's 2011 World Cup win in terms of the enormity of the effort as a team, as a captain, to pull in such a young team filled with talent, of course, 
doubts, no doubts about it. to pull them and to rein them and to make sure they deliver to potential. I would say it came very close to what Saurav Ganguly was uh, managed to do in the NatWest final. In uh, it's very similar if you look at the traits. Team, it was pretty much written off. Because uh, especially the final, I'm not talking about tournament as such. The final, when you had Ganguly, Sachin, Sevag, Dravid, so they are 128 for five, chasing 329. And you have Yuvraj Singh and uh, Mohamed Kev coming in. And then, as you know, rest is history after it. So, similar kind of thing, amazing and special tribute, I would say, could be paid to. Uh, Sachin for what he has done for world cricket in this format of the game, in, in ODA cricket. But uh, at the fag end of his career, uh, he, he again, what he did in 98-99, he again replicated it exactly a decade later. So, hats off and truly uh, uh, memorable because I was a bit stunned and saw but also you know because I as you very well know I am a huge fan of Ricky Ponting and that era of I am still a fan of Austrian cricket I had to give it up to India they did what I never expected them to do I didn't expect them to win the CB series to be frank I expected them to hit the finals no doubt probably give Australia a good fight but the way they went about it Truly commendable job and hats off to Tony, I would say, for his leadership in that series. I think mm-hmm. it remains very special for many fans of the game as such, not only Indian fans. Absolutely. it was. Uh, they were fresh off the T20 victory. And uh, yeah. uh, the, the story goes that uh, uh, when India knew that they were going to win, I think uh, Australia required some 20-25 of the last over or something. They were eight or nine down. So when when the penultimate wicket uh, went, so during the uh, the group team huddle, uh, supposedly Thala Thala Dhoni said to the team that, "Look, guys, I don't want anybody of you to you know go over the top with the celebration." Everybody should be mild. Uh, it should not be like, you know, we have achieved something great. You know, that is part of, you know, a statement for the new India we are going to give that uh, we are not going to consider any victory like uh, as, as a huge achievement. This is something which we can do, we are supposed to do, and that uh, we should be doing on a continuous basis. So that pretty much that uh, strike face which Dhoni gives was another uh, message, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That actually symbolizes more most of his captaincy as well. So it doesn't show much uh, emotion, the cool or uber cool kind of image which he has created and pretty amazing actually when you look at the pressure he is under and the scanner he is under as well. So has been, I think even now, like there are about... Uh, 80% of people who want him to retire, 20, 10% who are wondering why he is not, not retired still, and 10% of the fans who are probably desperate for him to 
make a comeback to Indian team. So that's the kind of aura he has created, I think. So pretty great. But I am curious to know, apart uh-huh. from in 83 World Cup win, uh-huh. which would, would it pretty much be an obvious selection, I would say, in this list. Uh-huh. But if, have you factored in any other in your personal opinion, like apart from uh-huh. 1983 wins. From Indian point of view, apart from the 1983 World Cup win, as we are talking about wins prior to the uh, prior to two, two, 2000, so in that era from the 70s to mm-hmm. uh, if anything stands out for you, uh, I just uh, wanted to know that. The, the, the one thing which really stood out was the 1985 Benson Hedges, which we just detailed just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from that, uh, don't really know if we have done something fantastic. We did win series in England, but I don't think it was uh, such a huge exploit. Definitely, the performances in the World Tournaments pretty good, but uh, I don't, I, I don't really think there are, you know, uh, a particular, you know, ODI series which really stand out. Yes, definitely. Before two thousand, you talk about uh, Sachin's Sharjah innings. That was just uh, mind blowing. That is purely mind-blowing. That was great. Uh, the Champions Trophy in 2000, which we lost narrowly in the final, was in 2000. So I think that belongs to your category. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yes. So these there were been pretty good natural performances, but nothing, you know. Mm. Quite rich. Okay. So, so I think now we are left with the most popular format of the game as we are as you speak the t20 mm-hmm. format so mm-hmm. as indian f- uh, fan or somebody who has followed the indian t20 teams uh, growth i mm-hmm. think for me actually the i would not i would say 2007 of course i would say that uh, tournament win and the way they won against Pakistan in the final will will be talked about for decades, maybe even, uh, what do you call, uh, 30, 40 years down the line, I would say. It is written in folklore yeah, of folklore. Indian Yeah, folklore, literally. So, but uh, from a personal point of view, if I had to give uh, a game, in my opinion, which I truly was, uh, was at a loss for words actually to see how well uh, one player is in particular that is Virat Kohli went about it about his v- was, was India's uh, win in the 2014 uh, no sorry yeah. don't remember the, the edition of the World D20 was the semi-final against uh, Australia. Oh, in, uh, 
Yeah, 2016. Yeah, it was mind blowing. Absolutely. Unbelievable the way he was going about it because yes, it was not, it was a stiff target. They were chasing something up above 180, I think, if I'm not wrong. So I don't. Uh, I didn't read about this game in particular, so I don't have too many stats to share and uh, enlighten you with in particular in this game. But uh, I would say the way Virat Kohli went about, and I think by then I was a fan, anyways. So I was not a person who converted mainly due to that game, but where I could sense. that there was something special about 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 virat kohli and that we saw in uh, in in hobart in uh, 2011 when he bludgeoned sri lanka and india won chasing 320 or in 43 overs or something so the that that games sort of sealed my uh, the spot in my personal list of greatest indian players of all time that one knock did did all the all the talking it had to do but from a t20 player t20 perspective the enormity of the match the opposition who actually if you look at it australia they are not the uh, exactly world beaters in the 2020 format they are picking up last few years where they clearly Uh, clear strategies in place for a T20, but in that era, 2015-16, they were not the force to, to reckon with. But nevertheless, they had some world beaters in their squad even then. So we look we look at that side even in 2016. So you had some real match winners there. So keeping that factor in mind, the way Virat Kohli went about his batting, I think that game. made me believe that i was after uh, key pointing retired from the game it was a big blow for me i was okay. i continue to maintain that india has not given him enough love because because india has got the fair amount of thrashing from pointing across formats so indians generally don't rate ricky pointing too much but i was it was a moment of Joy, I would say, when I saw Virat Kohli beating uh, Ashwin in that matter, because it reminded me of a young Ricky Ponting or an upcoming Ricky Ponting. So <laughs> it was really exhilarating for me. So that sealed it for me. So after that, I don't think Virat Kohli has let anyone down. Forget me. So the way he has gone about his cricket <laughs> after that in all formats. Especially 2016 IPL, if you remember, he almost notched up 900 something runs, 950 yeah, runs no. for century. So you are talking about every format he was doing, un uh, unparalleled stuff. So we can of course question the oppositions he played, but that's not in his control. So it's, it's something not. which he gets. It's what you make out of that. So that's what Virat Kohli 2016 was. Truly, Virat Kohli's golden, the probably not even golden diamond or emerald year or something. If I had to term it that way, because everything was going. And 
why that this game specifically stands out is i was in pursuit or seek i was searching for the next ricky ponting in terms of flair aggression attitude skill and the ma- manner you play in high pressure situation so i don't want to take you back to the 2003 world cup final again i would say but if you look at how we went about that uh, game it is very similar to how virat kohli went about uh, demolishing australia in uh, mohali so that stands out uh, any specific game for you in t20s or is it the 2007 world t20 triumph as a whole or i i mean uh, it's really tough to look past the innings which virat kohli played uh, and i really consider it as probably the uh, one of the greatest t20 t20 innings of all time probably the second best because uh, first is and will always be mike hazy's uh, innings against uh, pakistan 60 of 24 mm. in the 2010 t20 world cup i think after that mm. i think uh, the best t20 innings i've seen is actually virat kohli because uh, coming in and chasing uh, is probably the toughest thing to do in this game of cricket yeah. and uh, definitely uh, virat kohli is the master uh, you know when it comes to chases but uh, if you are asking um, as you would really know i am not uh, you know a, a huge fan of uh, yeah. t20 cricket <laughs> but uh, uh, if you ask me rakav definitely the, you still remember the six sixes which shivrat singh hit uh, that is something you wouldn't forget and uh, yeah. uh, of course the 2007 uh, world cup victory as a whole was mm. uh, something which uh, you cannot really go past so uh, a few uh, wonderful performances in the uh, international league in t20 but yeah for this one i would uh, really want to you know uh, fit with you i think uh, virat kohli's innings really uh, stands up there yeah i completely agree so so yeah i'm also of the same opinion as you i i think so because uh, pretty i'm pretty sure i mean i don't follow t20 cricket as much but although i enjoy watching west indies and england of late when they go about their game t20 it is definitely entertaining and fun but as we we don't go back and revisit so we had we had to put it at it so this game comes to my mind because of what what it meant to me as a from a person point of view but yeah uh, so that is truly a very a patriotic uh, round of uh, uh, discussion and we went through a lot of epic games so i would la- want to end this independence uh-huh. special with a fun and special segment in this special okay. episode so okay. it's called how much of an indian fan are you so i know uh-huh. you're a big indian cricket team fan so i am not a fan of the indian team so just want to put it out there i am an admirer of many players in this indian team but i am not a fan as such 
on the fandom or the it peaks only when india take on pakistan which happens once in two years i guess so <laughs> apart from that i get scolded i get taunted at home when i support australia or england when india takes on england <laughs> but that's how life is i guess i'm not going to support india just because they are they play they, they happen to be uh, from a country where i am from where i hail yeah. from but uh, we can we, we can have our choices so it's uh, something which everyone so we can agree to disagree right to to so <laughs> so i just wanted to get uh, uh, your thoughts on mm-hmm. few aspects of being a indian fan so what how mm-hmm. big so to start off i would say in your personal experience in mm-hmm. in chepok so two iconic games happened in the mm-hmm. history of mm-hmm. indian cricket i would say no, i think one was a 1998 9 test match india pakistan where sachin mm-hmm. batted with the uh, swollen back and uh, and then after he got out india still collapsed in a really disheartening and uh, heartbreaking fashion and india lost that game and the 2008 which was right before the terror attacks happened in uh, in uh, so if given a opportunity to go back in time which match would you have wanted to watch in uh, in the stadium i think rakov uh, without without doubt the answer naturally comes from what we both have mentioned you just mentioned a couple of seconds back then that you know even though you are more of uh, uh, not a great uh, you know die hard fan of the indian cricket team it peaks uh, while playing pakistan definitely the 1998 match of india versus pakistan i mean i know india lost the match but uh, i will take it with a pinch of salt but being in that atmosphere watching sachin tendulkar smack you know wasim mm-hmm. and wakar and shoaib akhtar and saklin mushtaq for that unbelievable innings and i think uh, they were 253 for 5 chasing 271 just 18 runs to get when sachin got out 18 yes. runs five wickets in hand i think that that is almost a bit like life isn't it you know you can cannot take anything for granted Mm. Uh, mm. True, true. getting out and then things going completely haywire after that i think that's that's also mm. a situation wherein you need to stand by your team where uh, when they lose mm. yeah so i think it was though yeah. the chasing 387 is no easy task it's not something you do in your backyard every day tendulkar again played a fantastic innings yeah Uh, that yeah. innings yeah. against pakistan with a broken back you know scoring 150 mm. odd 136 i think sorry 36 was the score mm. uh, that he did easily i would pay anything to watch that match uh, amazing yeah, even i agree with this i have the same i echo your uh, sentiments and the fact that the audiences gave a standing ovation to pakistan cricket team is true test why cricket should be played more often at the chapak so that's a different uh, different different debate altogether but anyway moving on to the next uh, question i wanted to ask is in your opinion who has been india's most influential uh, 
cricketer over the years in your personal opinion so who has shaped india the most does it have act with uh, what they call tons of stats like for example sachin sachin tendulkar he has got the 100 hundreds but has he defined indian cricket as such i don't not sure but this wonder no like who is that one player that comes to was i think uh, uh, if i say sachin and ramesh tendulkar it will be uh, uh, a normal answer it's an answer which anybody would right. give but uh, fortunately mm. or unfortunately i will have to go with it because uh for tendulkar it was kapil dev he said that uh, the 1983 yeah. uh, cup winning was the moment which turned the match but uh, uh, for every every aspect of life you need a face if if uh, if cricket is a brand then you need a yeah. face for that brand so that it picks up in uh, uh, it picks up in 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 in, in your a uh, market and beca- it becomes a craze and for for indian cricket that was sachin tendulkar he he came in as a 16 year old boy he he, he was your uh, guy in your backyard and that was that was probably the time when uh, you know most pop, most of indian uh, most of uh, india had got a television set and they started watching cricket on tv and that mm-hmm. was then now with this little kid you know he was 16 and then he yes. he had a very he had a kids voice and uh, mm. they are facing attack against uh, uh, pakistan the great imran khan wasim wakar etc and then uh, he goes on to australia and scores a brilliant 100 and then uh, i still remember um, i think it was um, I don't, I don't really know who it was but i think it was uh, merv hughes uh, who went to allen border you know uh, in in 1991 no i i really do not know who this kid is but i really feel that this guy is mm. going to give a lot of headache over the next 15 20 years <laughs> and uh, yeah really that is what happened <laughs> yeah and once india started donning the uh, blue colors i think that was then everything uh, you know went off the roof sachin really became a face you know he was there in in in, in your pepsi ads he, he was there in every advertisement he was there on tv he was there in all the magazines he was there in all the new you know the new brands of cars he was just more than cricket you know he, he was probably the voice of a new india new developing india in the 90s and uh, the poster boy for uh, indian development and uh, no wonder he came to be known the god of the game yeah so i would yeah i'm not sure if my answer would be uh two uh two different from that because you can't get any better than the uh, master himself so with his monumental efforts so i would leave it to that so that but i have a very uh, kind of a weird question if i had to put it if we had to pick three pakistani cricketers over the years who you would 
want to play for India. Mm-hmm. Who are the three? So I can um, give my personal three favorites. It would be Imran Khan, Vasim mm-hmm. Akram, and mm-hmm. Babar and uh, Babar Azam. I would love love to see them play for India. Means, of course, it's very hypothetical, obviously, but uh, mm-hmm. just for what they brought to the sport, Imran Khan is. flair and the attitude and the confidence with which he won the 92 world cup and then uh-huh. wasim makram being uh, wasim makram i don't need to elaborate why you any team anyone would want to have him in his team and when you look at babar azam and prospect of him partnering virat it gives goosebumps as a i'm asking you the question so i just want to i'm curious to know your three the three players in your opinion from i think uh, uh, naturally the two players the two, two the players. first two players come to my mind are obviously wasim and uh, wakar wasim and wakar definitely because you know india had a huge dearth of fast bowlers at least until you know 3 4 years back now we we probably have the best uh, uh, test fast bowling attack but then uh, definitely in the 1990s wasim and wakar were the best fast bowling unit in the world and then you know uh, if india had that sort of uh, a, a bowling attack we could have had lot more you know memorable test victories i believe which we could have talked about today the third one is uh, more of a personal choice rather than a, uh, let's say a, a, a logical one but uh, mm. uh, i would say that yunus khan uh, i think yunus khan is oh. probably my uh, favorite uh, pakistani batsman i don't know i uh, i really like the guy he is divina the way in which he conducts himself mm-hmm. uh, of course he is a great batsman he scored a, he has scored hundreds everywhere in the world i think he is the highest run scorer for uh, pakistan in test cricket most hundreds most centuries everything uh, is yunus yes. khan probably the great of the game but more than all of that i have uh, you know a personal liking to his uh, the way he scores runs very unassuming cricketer you talk about uh, inzamamul haq mm. and then you so talk about probably a saeed anwar and then a freedi and then of course wasim and wakar and all of these players and then yunus khan is somebody who is not at all talked about you know probably not even talked about as much as with paul haq but then uh, at the end of the day yeah. he is probably uh, one of the greatest ever players that uh, pakistan have produced and uh, that's one player who i would want uh, taking the question on nice. level, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah if if you think uh, you know uh, you could bring one player uh before the uh, 1990s one player who played uh, before the 1990s let's say three players i would want uh, okay. probably a batsman bowler and an all-rounder if you want to bring three players on to the current indian cricket team today who would those three indian cricketers be interesting question but i think answer is not one surprise you i feel one would be krishna uh, chika shrikant mm-hmm. for being, being what sebag was later on mm-hmm. come 
in the top of the order and this go about his business and this for mm-hmm. being the character he is mm-hmm. so it's not only about what you do on the field it's about your image your what you bring to the sport as well so we cricket as of now i think especially in last few years is lacking characters for want of the that so shrikant would have been a great uh, uh, value add kapil dev i would say is india's finest all rounder ever to have played the in so from in all formats kapil dev even in t20 i would think kapil dev would have excelled with his batting and bowling and uh, i would go for probably uh, uh, i am little confused between chandrashekar or bisan singh bedi but i'll go with bisan singh bedi because i love the man's frankness and honesty of the sport of the game what he brings in offline whenever i watch his interview so i have started to like him as a personality more and i have watched his and that bloke could ball so with his action beautiful action means you could watch him ball the full day i think with his so i would say these three would be my pick in in the current lot if i could bring in three from the era gone by so these Absolutely. are my choices another question another question is yeah if you would want to swap uh three players like for like if you're going to swap three players like for like who would that be so you need to swap uh ms dhoni you need to swap cheteshwar pujara and you need to swap jaspreet bumrah so just imagine these three players are not in the indian team who do you replace them with so are you asking for a swap from the era gone by like 80s 90s yeah. or yeah. in the yeah. okay uh ha uh, uh, ha tough one but yeah i think mm-hmm. i think i liked what uh, i would say bengitesh prasad bought bought the indian bowling attack in the 90s especially in the one day format uh-huh. so i think if you can deliver some strikes and come in the death overs and ball your cutter as yorkers slow ones which bumrah does with these i think that would be venkatesh prasad and then dhoni i am not sure because i am not seen a indian keeper who is as i mean i am a critic of ms dhoni as a captain I means i am not a big fan of his captaincy but as a wicket keeper i am not seen anyone as effortless as him but if i have to give a name that would be farooq farooq uh, engineer if you ask me fantastic pick seen fantastic. extremely efficient behind the sticks uh, again a character a man who was a face in indian cricket in the 1960s if you have to call it which dhoni is as well even continues to be now face of indian cricket face of csk so from that person and cheteshwar pujara i think it's a pretty easy sunil sunil gavaskar <laughs> not exactly from strike rate perspective from the kind of impact a batsman can through just 
mental power and this batting Pujara and Sunil Gavaskar I think it's equal I think match absolutely absolutely back of fantastic episode actually i really uh, you know yeah. you absolutely feel happy when you are able to mention you know the the cricketers uh, who have really shaped the history of indian cricket you know and uh, like we were uh, you know lucky enough to have all those flag bearers of the game who have uh, passed on to the baton to the greats of the current game like uh, you know we have kohli rohit sharma dhoni and then we had dravid and lakshman and ganguly so fantastic so indian cricket uh, the people have really you know made sure that it is in safe hands and yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's as as i have said and always will keep saying that you know it's it's, it's a special feeling to be following uh, our country's game uh, it's it uh, any closing comments raghav yeah so i think it is a pretty as you very well said it is very indeed a special move because when you grow and when you start to reach the age where you are completely in sync with the sport like your life almost revolves around the game so you have faces you have teams that you associate with so of course for you it is predominantly the west indies team of the 80s and then probably indian team later on for me it is siva and ricky ponting's australia but what saurav ganguly did what rahul dravid's team bought what dhoni's team bought about of course not in test matches in particular but in overall what dhoni has done for indian we can't take away what is what is achieved so it is pretty special and it's bit it's a honor i would say again i would say that i am among the privileged few who can follow the game and who can uh, present his views through my articles or through this podcast with you mm-hmm. on indian cricket on cricket in general because it has shaped my and even your life in a huge way so it's a very special feeling so sure. have, have revisited sure. indian cricket and its memorable wins and i and uh, hopefully as we have discussing hopefully we could have india and australia clashing horns in australia later on this year so as a closing final comment it's not been a very pleasant year globally due to the pandemic i think the year would end on a perfect note if india could take on australia i that uh, cricket or anything has world uh, sorry not the world cricket as such would come back to normal if the ipl starts i am not personally lo- looking forward to that tournament anyways to be frank so i am waiting for a series hopefully with steve smith and david warner in the rank australian ranks we see extremely hard fought content and i want i don't want to reveal the winner but i would say it is going to i think that's going to shape what you are going to see in the 
coming years as well. I, I feel I have a strong feeling. It's not not going just not going to be one one cricket series because it's Australia at the best they can they have ever been in the last few years as a test team. Was this Indian test team? Indian test team which has been at its best probably in decades. I would say the strength they have now. So it's a mouth watering and I'm almost. Uh, with joy here as I think about the series. So let's hope for the best and let's hope that Indian cricket goes up and and uh, rises even further and we get more memories to cherish as we go on in our in our lives as well. And it is really fantastic having this uh, episode on a very special occasion. So I would say kudos for that and thank you thanks for this yeah thank you thank, thank you so much karan it was a pleasure yeah uh, cool.